Hello and welcome back to PodCavs, an original WUVA podcast. I am your host, Sophia Moore, and we are continuing the theme of celebrating and recognizing diversity at UVA with an interview with Angelina Rodriguez, the president of OIFA, the Organization of Young Filipino Americans. October is National Filipino American History Month, and what better way to recognize this time than with a leader in the UVA and Filipino community? As with the last episode about Latinx Heritage Month, I think it is important to take a glance at the history of this month and why it is significant to our country and university. This information is gleaned from the Filipino American National Historical Society. The celebration of Filipino American History Month in October commemorates the first recorded presence of Filipinos in the continental United States, which occurred on October 18, 1587. In 2009, U.S. Congress recognized October as Filipino American History Month in the United States. Now, without further ado, this is Angelina Rodriguez. Okay, so my first question for you is just to tell us a little bit about yourself and your life before coming to UVA. Okay, I was born in Albany, New York, but when I was two, we moved to Chesapeake, Virginia, which is where I basically grew up for the rest of my life. I have two sisters. I'm the middle child, so I have an older sister and a younger sister, but we're all really close in age. We're only like two years apart from each other, so we grew up really close. If you meet me here in UVA and you ask me where I'm from, I usually am like a poser and I'll say like I'm from Virginia. Virginia Beach just because a lot of people don't know where Chesapeake is. But then once I realize that the person I'm talking to is from Virginia Beach, I'll answer that I'm actually from <laughs> Chesapeake. And the demographic in Chesapeake is somewhat similar to UVA in that like it's predominantly white, or at least the part of Chesapeake that I grew up in. And growing up, I think for both elementary school and middle school, I was mainly surrounded by white students and I was probably one out of five Asians and then like one out of 10 students of color. But then in high school, I joined the IB program, which a lot of students here at UVA are familiar with. And I ended up going to a high school that I wasn't zoned for. So the demographic was a huge change. And it was kind of a culture shock at first, but it was really, really life-changing in terms of realizing the effect of growing up in a predominantly white area had on me. And I got to like explore a lot more sides of myself than I initially thought, because growing up, I actually often wished I was white. But in high school, school, it like made me realize that I was proud to be Asian and more proud to be who I really was. My parents are both originally from the Philippines. They immigrated here when they were a little bit older than like some of my family. They were about like 30, I want to say. And they came here for their job and helped move my extended family over to the United States. And they've faced a lot of different challenges, of course, being immigrants here to the U.S., both in terms of gaining visas and citizenship but also in terms of microaggressions and like some discrimination here and there. But overall, I'd say like I had a really, really educational upbringing and I'm really thankful for the way I grew up and the way that my parents' immigrant experiences were able to shape my upbringing. I guess what led me to UVA, I wanted to stay close to my family and UVA is only a three-hour drive. And to be honest, I didn't really apply to many other colleges that were out of state just for that reason. And then like out of the ones that I did apply to in-state. I guess UVA was just the one I've kind of vibed with. I don't know. I wasn't really that into choosing colleges, so I just kind of picked one. But I'm really glad that I ended up up here, even though UVA has some 
shortcomings that I will definitely acknowledge and definitely like rant about, but I'm grateful for like all the experiences and friendships I've made here at UVA. Why don't you tell us a little bit about OIFA and what you guys do? Sure. So OIFA stands for the Organization of Young Filipino Americans. It was founded in 1988. So this year is actually its 35th anniversary. And as president this year, one of the big parts of my platform is kind of celebrating that anniversary. Not really in like a huge way, just because I'm saving that for the 50th anniversary people to really go out for, but using it as a time to like recognize how much OIFA has grown and then how we can change towards a brighter future that's more impactful and kind of expansive towards the greater UVA community. Because OIFA tends to have a rep that it's isolationist, but I'd say that holds true for most of the Asian orgs. We tend to stay in our own kind of bubble. So hopefully moving forward, OIFA will be able to take more steps to touch the rest of the UVA community. Circling back though, OIFA stands for just creating a really welcoming environment for Filipinos and anyone who wants to celebrate and engage with Filipino culture. A lot of times we say that we're a cultural org, but we're also a social org just because one of our main premises is just welcoming everyone. And we're quite the diverse population. Technically we have around 200 members. And I want to rough guess, I want to say like the demographic there is maybe like 60% are actually some part Filipino heritage. And I think that really speaks to how OIFA stands to offer anything for anyone. And throughout the year, we put on different programming, whether it goes from ways that you can explore your own cultural identity or ways that we can help our members develop professionally or academically. And then activities to help us bond and create greater friendships and celebrate the fact that we're all here together and that we're all Filipino, but also like our own identities. And how did you get involved? So my first year, I guess it was like another culture shock from high school because all of a sudden I was back in a PWI and I knew I had to flock to something that I could resonate with. And I knew that OIFA existed because my older sister had mentioned it to me before. She didn't go here, but she was involved in her own Filipino org at her school. So I wanted to try out OIFA. I was really scared at first. The first event I went to just happened to be a dance practice for an annual event called Culture Fest. And I had never danced in my life and I was convinced that I was just gonna sit there and like watch. But then all of the upperclassmen pressured me into performing and dancing and they were all just like super welcoming. I wasn't expecting anyone to come up and talk to me. I was just alone there, but a flock of them came over to me and just started asking me questions about myself and then were like cheering for me as like I attempted to dance for the first time. And this was just at one practice. After that, I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to be more consistent and put myself out there, even if it's kind of uncomfortable and kind of awkward. The persistence paid off because eventually I saw the same people over and over and they remembered my name and I remembered their name. And then like friendships blossom here and there. And then I just was in OIFA and coming out to every event and making tons of new friends all years. I just was kind of hooked then and here I am. Do you guys do anything special for Filipino American History Month? Yeah, so we take FOM very seriously as an org, obviously, because we are the organization of young Filipino Americans. Normally, our corresponding secretary, who is one of our six board members of OIFA, takes the head of the FOM committee. And this year, they produced a really awesome zine. It's published on our Instagram and on our link tree that you can check out. And it has a beautiful layout of Filipino American history, some of OIFA's history, and it's just spread out in a really aesthetic and wonderful way. And I'm just really proud of them for 
producing that and being able to express Filipino American History Month as much as possible to our greater audience. We also culminate our celebration of Filipino American History Month in our October general body meeting. In contrast to our normal GBMs, this one is centered around from and we do a lot of activities that help our members think, reflect on their identity, reflect on their heritage, and just celebrate a lot of the history and impact that has on our members. And then finally, we close up the month with Filipino food night. You're welcome to come. Anyone's welcome to come. We're going to be serving homemade Filipino food. So stuff like adobo, pork barbecue, lumpia, pancit, the works. And it's really to help celebrate FOM with people who are outside of OIFA. Kind of like what I was talking about earlier. Really just being able to impact the greater UVA and Charlottesville community. Sharing our food with them. And we're going to have some performances lined up as well to help us really celebrate. And yeah, this is like our annual event and it's one of my favorite events personally. So definitely come out if you can. Okay, so getting a little bit deeper, do you find UVA to be an inclusive space for the Filipino community? That's a good question. Like I said earlier, OIFA tends to be a little bit more of in a bubble. And I think that's rooted at a greater reason. I think UVA tends to lump in all of the Asian communities together. So for Filipino specifically, it's not worth especially inclusive or whatever. But one thing that I find interesting is that UVA claims that they have space for multicultural orgs to celebrate their culture. However, most or all of the cultural orgs here on grounds have to go off grounds to celebrate their annual culture shows. So OIFA, for example, and ISA this past year went to Martin Luther King Jr. Performing Arts Center, which is like adjacent to Charlottesville High School. And then VSA and CSA had to look to some local middle schools. I think it was like Buford Middle and I forget the second one, but we're forced to go to these spaces off grounds to perform our culture shows. And because we're like off grounds, we're not touching the audience or like population that we're meant to be sharing this show with. Most of the people that make their way off grounds to those places are already somewhat involved or like somewhat care about those multicultural orgs and their culture shows and their purpose. But the fact that we're off grounds means that the people who, who we want to come aren't as accessible. And the fact that UVA doesn't really have space for cultural orgs to share that on grounds is something that I find very, very interesting. And it's really disappointing to know that UVA is so big and there are so many spaces and has so much money. And yet every cultural org has to pay a different location in order to have their culture show. That's the biggest instance that I can think of in terms of inclusivity at UVA. It's something that I personally have been very impacted by and also frustrated with. It would also be nice to see more specifically Filipino representation within staff or even within like education. I know that's like something that most Asian groups here can also attest to. I know there also is an initiative to include Vietnamese as a language here at UVA. And I would be so shocked if Tagalog could be included in that as well. But OIFA stays in a bubble, whether that's the OIFA bubble or the Asian bubble, 
or the minority bubble for a reason. And I think it's just because we're not as received. Do you know why cultural organizations aren't allowed to perform on grounds? So Old Cabell Hall and the theater in the A school are off limits to only certain orgs and like certain institutions, I believe. And aside from those, the spaces that were offered are just not adequate in terms of capacity or equipment for like our culture shows. I know in the past, we used to try to get, or at least like Oifa used to try to reserve Old Cabell Hall. But at this point, our culture show has grown so big that I don't even know if it would fit in Old Cabell. But even then, like we're not allowed to use it. So that wouldn't matter anyways. Is there anything else that you think can be improved upon? That's a tough question, I feel like, because like the biggest, most jarring thing I can think of is like make people not racist. And that's beyond UVA, obviously. The microaggressions, slash actual aggressions that have transpired throughout my four years at UVA, specifically towards like minority groups has been definitely more than I am comfortable with. I mean, like I wouldn't be comfortable with any at all, but the amount that there has been is crazy. I know this past fall, we had like that email come out about the vandalism of the Office of African American Studies. And then also like the news that was placed on, I think it was Homer. It's just really sad to see things like that happen in a community that we're so integrated into. And there's not really a lot that the staff or like faculty can do to prevent that because it just comes down to whether or not you're a good person or not. Even with some ambassadors, I think that's where I run into the most amount of racism or like discrimination, ambassadors will always call out me and my friends for doing the smallest thing wrong while there'll be like a whole massive cohort of white students that are doing something 10 times more obnoxious than we are. And the ambassador will tell us to leave. And that's happened more times for it to be like a coincidence. It's a pattern at this point. So I don't know, that's kind of like a small detail, really checking for staff. I know they have like these dumb screenings that they make even us as students do where they're like, oh, do you have bias or whatnot? But if there's some way like they can help screen their staff or like faculty more, even that like, small detail would make a big impact on the student's experience probably. But those are the things that I think have impacted me personally the most. The overall fear that's instilled every time that there's a threat or aggression. It's really egregious that things like that still happen, especially in this day and age. You think, oh, it's 2022. People don't do that anymore, but they do. Mm-hmm. And they do in these quote-unquote liberal institutions like UVA. Yeah. This stuff still happens. And I'm wondering if there's any more sort of instances of prejudice microaggressions, fetishization of your ethnicity or of others' ethnicity that you are aware of? Oh yeah, for sure. For fetishization. That one's kind of a big one, being like an Asian woman. Fetishization is a common one and definitely one that I've experienced when walking around on the corner or I'm going out and like I'm at bars because I'm a fourth year and I'm of age. (laughs) Cat calls, but cat calls mixed with some sort of Asian slur. Some sort of intersectionality of being Asian and being a woman somehow makes the comments more conniving and like frustrating when you hear it. But those kind of things, I just try not to let affect me in passing. Whatever, that person's dumb. I'm just gonna keep going about my life. They don't impact me at all. I'm sure that there's been a lot more instances of prejudice. Also, your experience with how Western media appropriates and also fetishizes mm. Asian culture and Filipino culture. What are your perspectives on that? Oh yeah, that's a good question. So recently, the biggest 
instance I can think of is Spider-Man No Way Home. Ned's grandma is speaks Tagalog and is obviously Filipino. But for anyone who like speaks Tagalog, I don't know if you guys had the same reaction as me, but it was really oddly spoken. It didn't sound natural. I don't know if that's because they necessarily prioritized an actor that looked more Filipino than actually speaks Tagalog. But yeah, that was a little strange. I've heard some of my things about Black Panther in that scene where they're like in Korea and they start speaking Korean. I've heard some people say that that also was like really jarring and did not sound natural or fluent at all. And the fact that this huge multi-million dollar movie like franchise thing can't even screen their actors pronunciation enough, the way they're speaking a different language enough, shows that they're really just creating that content for an audience that doesn't speak that language, right? Because they are not even like bothering to check how accurate it is and the only ones that would notice are the people who are part of that language group. So that was one of the more jarring things, I think, that stuck out to me in terms of media and representation of Asians. I feel like they just kind of pretend to do it, but in reality, there's still like so many shortcomings and it's, oh, let me just throw in an Asian character here. If they do throw in an Asian character, they still follow the same tropes and like, stereotypes that media constantly cycles. It hasn't improved that much. We definitely have more representation, but there's a long way for it to go. I think film is worse than like in the music industry. Like at least in the music industry, Asian artists have more like freedom to represent their identity and like passion more. Back to UVA, what is the relationship like between the Filipino community and other Asian American communities on grounds? It's really good. We have historically and continued to work close with a lot of the other Asian orgs. We usually work with VSA, CSA, or TSA. We do a lot of co-spose with them. We celebrate a lot with them. And a lot of our members are part of multiple Asian organizations. So it's really fun just crisscrossing here and there, interlapping where we can. A lot of times we end up doing mixers with them during parties or like social gatherings just so that we can like get to know each other's members more. We also usually do a mutual agreement during culture shows and like we give rides to each other's culture shows. So like last year, OIFA gave some rides to KSA for their expo. And then when Bar came around, for, which is our culture show, KSA offered rides to our like location. So there's a lot of helping uplift each other and just being open to each other's communities, sharing each other's culture and sharing in each other's events. Like a lot of our members are in multiple organizations, myself included. And I think it's really fun being a part of many of them. What orgs, other orgs are you a part of? I'm technically part of VSA. I'm not like super active, but I come out when I can or like when I'm not too swamped. And it's been really fun to see like, how different, but also how similar VSA is. And also getting to know a lot more new people that are outside of the OIFA bubble. How has being Filipino influenced your identity and who you are? The Filipino community has a lot of tropes that are really nostalgic and really comforting to me. And whenever like Asians are represented, it's always Japanese or Chinese or like Korean and Filipino. Although it's, I feel like a lot more well-known now than when I was 
younger isn't like as represented so like even when Asians show up or like Asians are talked about it's always Southeast Asian or paler Asians so Filipinos especially who are tan that was like a really big lesson I learned the fact that I'm Asian but I'm so much darker than the other Asians that were at my school and for a while actually like I said earlier I wanted to be white so I would look up ways to make my skin paler naturally instead of buying whatever bleach creams that they exist out there. I made like a concoction of like lemon juice and stuff and showered with it in hopes of becoming more pale because I didn't like how dark I was and the fact that I was Asian but I still didn't fit in with the normal Asian groups. Down the line of course being Filipino became something I was like, extremely proud of. I don't know exactly when that shift happened because at this point it feels like I've always been that way almost. It definitely was somewhere in between like high school and OIFA but reflecting on like how my parents experience has been as immigrants and how they've carried their own lessons from growing up in the Philippines and still use that um, to teach me even though I grew up here in the States has been really instrumental in how I grew up and my identity now because even like as Filipino American especially since I don't speak Tagalog fluently I still have like some aspect of not fitting in with Americans completely but also not fitting in with Filipinos completely because like I'm not enough of either and I can't pretend that's like the worst thing for me because I know people who are of mixed race have that way harder but it definitely has been something that I've been really proud of growing up because I'm able to take the really hard-working enduring family-centered aspects of being Filipino in the Filipino community and like meld that with the like, aspirations and individualism and freedom of being American and growing up here. So it's definitely been a really reflective thing. I'm able to see how my parents grew up and compare it to how I've grown up and really internalize the hard lessons that they endured and like instilled in me. Does your family have any Filipino traditions that you particularly like to keep or any cultural elements? elements that you are particularly fond of? Yeah, my family, I don't even know like where this came from, whether it's Filipino or Chinese or Spanish, because I've definitely heard my parents say that it's originated from somewhere else. But my family upkeeps it. On your birthday, you're supposed to eat noodles for a long life and have to be like, you know, long noodles, not just pasta or sh short thingies. On New Year's, you have to eat 12 grapes. They have to be round and one for each month. I really like in the Philippines, I've never experienced it myself, but Christmas is huge and you start setting up like your Christmas decorations in September. It looks so lovely there, especially since I love Christmas. I would just love to celebrate Christmas in the Philippines at least once, but it's really big deal. Do you have a favorite Filipino dish? My personal favorite Filipino food is sinigang, which is like a really sour soup, and kare-kare, which is basically just like a peanut butter curry. Filipino food is really like saucy slash soup-based, so it's like really heavy, but it's really, really good. What does it mean to you to be Asian-American in the United States? Being Asian-American in the United States is something that I wouldn't change, especially where I am now. I'm so proud to be Asian-American. In contrast, growing up when I wanted to be white, and I think that's just because the Asian community is so endearing and diverse and welcoming in a way that I'd never really experienced in a PWI. Not necessarily because they weren't friendly, but it's mainly just because I can connect 
with them. Like even people who aren't Filipino but are Asian are able to find some ground of like commonality and like similar experience that I think really helps you get close to them. Being Asian American in the United States, I get to see a whole variety of what it could potentially mean to be Asian American. Even though, like I said, being Asian American kind of lumps all of the different cultural identities in there, it's really, really endearing and really powerful to see how many different individuals and cultures that group includes. And I love being able to see the different ways that these cultural identities are like blossoming throughout the United States, whether it means certain artists representing certain cultures or even just the celebration of all Asian American identities and being able to express that and see that in one centralized place like in the United States is really nice. We still experience a lot of prejudice, stereotypes, and discrimination as any other person of color probably would, but I'm really proud of Asian Americans in the U.S. and really proud to be one, and I'm glad I'm in the headspace to feel that way now. I think kids who are Asian American now, I hope, have a better experience than what our generation did, because I think, at least in the greater aspect of things, they might be more represented and maybe more welcome. What can people do to be better allies for the Filipino community, and can they join Oh yeah, anyone can join OIFA. We always say you don't have to be young, Filipino, or American to join. And we will welcome anyone as long as you're willing to celebrate with us and really like learn more about us. Given that it's Filipino American History Month, the biggest thing that anyone could do is just help us spread the knowledge and spread what we have to share with everyone. For OIFA specifically, that's like making sure that we're heard and seen on grounds. The biggest way of tackling all of the like assumptions and stereotypes that people have against Filipinos or Asians in general is to educate them. So the best thing that you can do is make sure you're educated, obviously, but also you're spreading knowledge and spreading that sentiment to others. Even just simply reposting stuff that OIFA is putting out would be like a huge help and a big, big way of OIFA being able to touch other places that are like not its normal audience. What are your plans after UVA? Like, what are you studying? Mm. What are your plans <laughs> your fourth year Good question, good question. Right now, I'm in between a lot of different things. So I'm actually doing an Eccles interdisciplinary major in biology, psychology, and anthropology. It's a lot easier than it sounds. I know like it's a lot of words, but in reality, it's been really, really open-ended and it's been a really great experience doing an interdisciplinary major. I am debating right now whether or not to stay in Charlottesville or to go to Northern Virginia, as it stands right now, my plan is to get either a master's or certificate in teaching. Just teach for a few years, probably like elementary or middle school, and then teach part-time. And the other part-time would just be studying for med school or working like as a CNA, which I currently work as, and getting in the better headspace and getting more experiences before necessarily jumping into med school, which is like my ultimate goal. But I definitely am not ready for that within a year or two's time so definitely taking my time enjoying my life instead of necessarily killing myself and get there when I get there. If you could say one thing literally anything to the students and faculty of UVA what would you like to tell them? Oh god I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I kind of have two different things I would say to the students and then to the faculty. 
Go for it. So to the students, I would say stop caring so much. What other people are doing, what other people think about what you're doing doesn't matter in the slightest. Do things at your own pace. Do whatever you want to do. Don't care about your grades, to be honest. They're just a letter. And that's not coming from someone that's necessarily failing, right? Most people would be like, oh, you're just saying that because you're failing. But no, I'll just say that. I genuinely believe that grades are dumb and like knowledge and learning is so overcast to buy the idea of getting good grades, which is really sad. And maybe that would be my message to both the faculty and students. Grades have really broken the education system, the desire of learning. But yeah, to students, please don't care. Just live your life. You're so young. And then to the faculty, I would say listen to your students. See what they actually want from you instead of thinking that you know what they want. And maybe try being in their shoes more. Any last words? Any last comments? Plugs? Come to Barrio, I guess. That's our culture show. It won't be until April. I think it's right now April 15th. But yeah, anyone is welcome. There is food afterwards. Homemade food. You definitely don't want to miss that. It's free. It's a lot of fun. And it's actually a huge production, even though it just sounds like a little baby culture show. It's a lot of steps and a lot of meticulous, detailed work. So come to Barrio, April 15th, 2023. I'm okay. I'll plug that right now, even though nice. that's in so many months. Everybody can just plan right now. Save yeah, the date. Save the date. You get a ton of food. What's better than that? Well, thank you so much for talking with me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. That was Angelina Rodriguez, president of the Organization of Young Filipino Americans. Groups like OIFA showcase how important diversity, representation, and inclusion is at UVA. We recognize the significant influence the entire Asian American community has at our university and the country as a whole. If you would like more information about OIFA and how you can get involved, please visit uva com. And that is all for now. I am Sophia Moore for WUVA. Thanks for listening.